0: Hello, everyone Mm -hmm. welcome to the faith focus weekly discipleship podcast my name is kevin Rognes and i'm the discipleship director here at faith covenant church and before we get into things i just want to remind you as always to make sure that you subscribe to this podcast to make sure that you're never missing an episode whether you're watching on youtube or listening on any of the major podcasting platforms we want to make sure that you always get this content so please subscribe and feel free to share it with anyone who might find it helpful or interesting or useful or what have you. So today we are having a guest. His name is, what is his name again?
1: Uh, Brad Kindle.
0: Okay. And you're not related to like the Amazon Kindle. Right? Nope. Nope. Different Kindle. D- okay.
1: Different spelling. So yes. Brad
0: <laughs> is our lead pastor here at Faith Covenant Church. And we're here today because we're going to kind of expand on some of the ideas that we talked about in your sermon on Mm -hmm. Sunday. And so for anybody who missed it, I will include a link to his sermon from Sunday in the episode description so that you can kind of refer to that if you need to. Um, Because one of the challenging parts of preaching is that you don't always have as much time as you would like <laughs> to say everything right. that you want to say. Right. So, right. Um, if,
1: if, if I may, yeah. so we're in this family life month series. Mm-hmm. So I, I came to cabin before Christmas, and I, I said, "Hey, could we not only on Sundays do these family topics? Could we also include them in the podcast?" Mm-hmm. And so, thus, that's I said, one of the reasons I'm here. Boss, so yeah, if yeah. You <laughs> can Do that. Yes, <laughs> if, if, if that's what you want, we'll do that. <laughs> I appreciate you. So, yeah, so I'm excited to kind
0: of expand on some of the ideas, because sometimes there's just so much good stuff to talk about. Sure. Sunday morning is just not enough. So, um, the key verse for your sermon this week came from Proverbs 24, verses 3 and 4, and I'm just going to read that for um, the folks. Um, It says, By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So what does that kind of verse mean to you, and why mm-hmm. was that kind of the starting point for uh, this series?
1: Yeah, so uh, if I actually was doing some research on a book that Pastor Sarah um, connected me with. Um, it's from a ministry called, I believe, Connected Parents, and um, they have this book on on discipline that connects. It's designed for parents and who, have, who have children, and... Um, and one of the things the the book explores is what what is the longing for every child's heart mm. and um and so that's where we we got the themes for this series um, and and yet the the first sunday uh that I was going to preach in twenty twenty three I felt like we needed a uh, not just a sermon for parents who have kids i felt like we needed a, a broader look at what does it mean to be a, a family at home what does it mean to be a a faith family as a church in in the book i actually encountered that passage i'm sure i'd read it at some point uh it just struck me as uh, such a profound expression of um a godly way to build a home and um the the three main words in the passage are wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And so biblically speaking, how do we take wisdom, understanding, and knowledge and build a faith-filled home? Um, so it, it, it just very well is like a one you know, three precious stones in one small verse mm. that is Relevant to to every household, yeah. um, we, whether you're single or whether you're you have a family or your family lives far away or whatever, it every everyone wants to build a home built out of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, we don't know how to do that, mm-hmm. and so we try to touch down on a number of different places in the passage, in the message, uh, to try to get at the heart of, of some of these things. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I like that you reminded us that building a home is also for single people. Because mm-hmm. as a single person, I still have a home that I have to build. Absolutely. Even though I'm not building it with another person or with children in the home, I'm still building my mm-hmm. home, and I need to root that in mm-hmm. wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So I, have, I think that's really important for everyone.
1: And you have a family. Yeah. 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 You have parents. have parents. Yep. <laughs> and my parents, and have you families, have siblings. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah. I mean...
0: Even, like, there is my actual physical home, but there's also kind of the larger context of the home that I Mm -hmm. share with those people, even though they live physically in different spaces. Um, So, another thing that you kind of mentioned is that, um, or actually rephrase this, (laughs) what the Bible says about wisdom is that uh, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and also it is by wisdom that a house is built. So what can we do on a weekly basis to become more wise?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so... Wisdom
0: is different than, like, IQ. Right,
1: right, right. So um, uh, wisdom is... Uh, it's, it, it, it's fascinating. I, I touched down on this in the message. Um, but the book of Proverbs talks about wisdom, as that which God created before God created the universe, basically, um, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. I would really encourage you to um, investigate uh, the 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 under, the idea that wisdom in the Book of Proverbs is personified as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to Proverbs three, um, it's very clear go to proverbs 8 and so there's this there's this um wisdom is a tree of life Mm -hmm. uh which is a fascinating uh that's right proverbs 3 i believe um just this idea that there is this um god's wisdom is that which is fundamental to every atom and molecule of creation Mm -hmm. it's all born out of wisdom and, and one of the things we talked about is the idea that um, creating a godly home is is creating a home that goes with the grain of the universe um, rather than against the grain and uh, so how do we how do we do that practically? Uh, I, so if, if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and we talked about how the fear of the Lord is not like, like you know, ah, I'm always afraid of God, and I always want to run away from God. Clearly, that's not it. Yeah. I, I think there's one, one helpful understanding of what the fear of the Lord is, is if you go to Isaiah 6. Mm-hmm. So in Isaiah 6, the prophet has this vision of the throne room of God. And the cherubim and the seraphim are flying around the throne of God singing holy 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 and and Isaiah is struck with fear in, in maybe a different way he is struck with reverent awe that he is in the presence of the the Almighty God who created the heavens and the earth and he's a sinful man and that's a healthy understanding of of The beginning of wisdom. I'm going. Okay, you're God. I'm not. (laughs) Um, You are far more powerful than I am, and yet one of the interesting things about that passage is God sends a seraph, uh, I believe, to to touch Isaiah's lips and and forgive him of of his sins, and. It's this wonderful expression of God is magnificent, God is powerful, and yet God knows what we need and God provides what we need. And, and so uh, fundamentally, I would say though, if we're gonna get more practical, mm-hmm. the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. How do we come to understand the fear of the Lord? We come to understand the fear of the Lord, the reverent awe of the Lord in worship. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if you didn't hear anything I said over the past two minutes, <laughs> just hear this word, worship. If, if we want to grow in wisdom, we grow in our worship of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Isaiah experienced. That's is what we see uh, in the apostles. That's what we see in the prophets. Um, and so, what what is worship? Well, worship is ascribing ultimate value and worth to whatever. You know, everyone worships something. And so may ascribe ultimate value and worth to God, um, we begin to understand kind of our place in the universe. That that God, you know, God said, you shall have no other gods before me. And so, okay, that's wisdom. I'm, I'm getting some wisdom there. Um, because God is God, I shall have no other gods before God, and um. I need to ascribe ultimate value and worth to God. Now, let, let me go even more practical. So, let, that's a big 50,000, 30,000 foot level. Let's go to down like 5,000 feet. How, how do you ascribe value to someone? Because God is not a thing, God is a someone. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let's ascribe value to Kevin. <laughs> you know, if, if I'm going to ascribe any value to you, um, I am going to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to know you, mm-hmm. and and in so doing, I'm going to, in my time, and and what I do, I'm going to seek to value you. Mm-hmm. And when we, it, it, no, I don't ascribe ultimate value and worth to Kevin. I ascribe so, value and worth <laughs> to Kevin though, because yeah. he's an image bearer mm-hmm. of God. He's my brother in Christ, and so. If, if we then fly back up to 30,000 feet, um, if I'm gonna describe ultimate value and worth to God as a parent, as an aunt, an uncle, as a grandparent, I'm gonna start the ultimate um, goal of my life is to know the living God. Mm-hmm. And I do that through corporate worship with the church. I do that through knowing God through his word. I do that through my own personal time. Um, you know, I carve time out of my day to worship God mm-hmm. and worshiping God is describing the ultimate value of worth yeah right.
0: well there's lots of things that worship can look like too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we can be worshiping God as we drive our car because you know we mm-hmm. can be maybe listening to a podcast or just praying or mm-hmm. you know listening to worship music it doesn't have to just be something music related or right. just spending time in scripture right. it can also be just where are my thoughts going right mm-hmm. now? Am I orienting myself towards God in my work or mm-hmm. in my schoolwork or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be? Yeah,
1: I I just added that it's all spiritual, yeah. you know. A friend of mine and I had a conversation recently, and I I just reminded him. I said, you know, for me, all of life is spiritual. Meaning, th- there there is nothing disconnected mm-hmm. from God. I mean, the. This shirt, you know these colors are made by God, and so i'm I'm I, the, everything is from God, mm-hmm. and so everything as we come to know God, we come to realize oh everything everything is uh, in you we live and move and have our being yeah. you know and and that's a that's coming to a greater uh, wisdom
0: mm-hmm. so during your sermon on Sunday, you said something a little bit provocative that was kind of that some people may go, whoa, you're kind of stepping on toes a little bit. So you said something along the lines of, is your home built on the wisdom that Jesus Christ is Lord over you and over your family? Parents, do your kids know that the ministry of the church is more important than school and sports and other activities? If they don't know that, you're not building a wise home. That's kind of an aggressive thing to say.
1: It is, and one of the things I added after I said it was, you can disagree with me, but mm-hmm. show me chapter and verse on yeah. why I am wrong. Yeah, you know, um, has anybody done that yet? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So um, you know, first of all, I, I want to say, uh, I, 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 my parents were were teachers, um, and I was involved in all kinds of extracurricular activities as a child. So it's not that those things don't have worth and value. Um, my my the reason I wanted to say it is I don't think uh, many times, and even in our Christian homes, we are raising children that realize that um, our life in Christ is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll just tell you a story. so um i when I was growing up i i was I was like the ultimate overachiever as a grade schooler, junior higher, high schooler into college. And, um, and and I had somehow gotten it into my head that achieving according to the world's standards, I, you know, I wasn't like doing drugs or anything, but, it, but my ultimate worth and value, even though I was a Christian and I loved God and was no, seeking to know the scriptures and everything, I somehow got it into my head that achieving by the world's standards was the ultimate, Had ultimate worth and value. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was saved. I got you. God, you and I are good. But now I'm going to do this. You know, and um, a a mentor of mine in college gave me one of the greatest gifts I ever received. And I wished I do wish someone had given me this verse back when I was in junior high or something. And and the verse is Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. The life I live in the body, I live by faith, by the one who gave his. Uh, <laughs> the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the one who gave his life for me, or something like that. Forgive me. It's like my favorite verse, and suddenly I'm forgetting it. Anyway,
0: two twenty.
1: Yeah, I have been crucified with Christ. That was the big deal.
0: I've been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live. In the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself and gave
1: for me. me. There we go. Yeah. And so, what that here's, here's what that verse did for me. Um, that verse said, "Time well, out, Kendall. This is actually not about you at all. This life, and and this thing that you're building, you know, your your list of achievements, um, is is actually not a wise structure." Um, What is a wise structure is the death of yourself and finding yourself worth in Christ and Christ alone. Mm -hmm. I don't think parents, if you're watching right now, uh, I don't think most kids know that that's the ultimate goal, Mm -hmm. um, is that we be crucified with Christ and the I that is I no longer lives. Um, When I receive that, it was like freedom mm. i mean it was like a breath of fresh air i literally I'd, i as a teenager i had all kinds of stomach problems um i was just a nervous little guy you know <laughs> and uh and at, that actually all stopped
0: mm. wow
1: after that wow fascinatingly yeah and so <laughs> hmm? Power of scripture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I still am so grateful for that. So I just, you know, I, I want, I want our, the, the world is desperate for parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents who communicate Galatians mm-hmm. 2.20 to to children um, and, and live it out themselves. Yeah. And I promise you, if you raise children who understand that, that they've been crucified with christ and so they no longer live you know uh another verse in colossians 3:11, uh for you died and your life is now hidden with christ and god mm. yeah. what a gift it sounds like it's not a gift but it's like <laughs> this is the most amazing gift oh whew. Yeah. i don't have to i don't have to create the infrastructure of a great me mm-hmm. i simply find myself in christ i just so want our parents Our homes. I want our church to be based on these. On these, you know, this is the way the universe was created. Uh, Jesus, um, uh, uh, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Uh, Through Him, all things were created. Mm -hmm. Nothing was created that hasn't been created by Jesus.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's yet we we're 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 building. kids that that think life is all about a number of things that it's simply not in line with the grain of the universe.
0: Yeah. And like we're not we're certainly not saying don't quit all those things. No. You may have to reallocate some time to express different priorities, but we may also want to reconsider right. how we frame some of these things for our kids. So mm-hmm. instead of saying, "Oh, we need you to be in a sport so that you can excel or achieve or whatever," it's maybe, "Hey, Let's explore who you are, what God made you to be. Maybe mm-hmm. um, you really enjoy physical activity, and maybe this is a way mm-hmm. that God will use your physical body to bring him glory. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a great way to meet other people and an opportunity to share the gospel. Um, you know, education. Let's explore who God made you to be mm-hmm. so that you can kind of explore where God is leading you.
1: Right. And I agree. I, I don't want to—I I, want to push it just a little bit further, though. Okay. Um, Because um, I just think these days we too often are... I I think of of the the runner Eric Little um, um, in the movie Chariots of Fire, which is an old, old movie. But he he literally gave up uh, his main event Mm. in the Olympics because it fell on a Sunday. Wow. And... He won a gold medal in another event on a different day, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the, the 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 work of the church was so important to him, yeah. and and I think our well, I think we've lost the value of 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 the church yeah. uh, these days, and I I think we're raising we're sadly raising kids these days who don't understand the value of the church, absolutely, which is the body of Christ. Yeah. The Bride of Christ. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the wisdom of the universe. Mm-hmm.
0: Another verse that we looked at in the sermon was Proverbs 9, verse 10, which says, and this is kind of getting back to some of the stuff we already referenced earlier, um, but Proverbs nine ten says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So how can we start to know the Holy One so that we have a deeper understanding of the Holy One? And we've kind of already addressed this, you know, Mm. it's time in worship, it's time in prayer, scripture, Mm -hmm. ascribing ultimate value and worth to God. Um, But is there anything you would add to that?
1: Um, Not not really. You know, so um, Proverbs was written before the birth of Christ. And so the writer of Proverbs isn't in his own uh, isn't is referring to Yahweh um, God, Um, and then but but we now in 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 Christ look at God through the lens of Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if we're going to have knowledge of the Holy One, the best expression of that is Jesus, um, who is the exact radiance. Of God, Hebrews 1, 3. And so to know that God is to worship Christ, to describe ultimate value and worth, and to know him through his word um, and to know him through his bride, through the body of Christ, the church. Um, and so, yeah. One of the things we talked about was, you know, often kids... Uh, or Holmes, uh, you know. People will say, "Well, we believe certain wise things. We believe God made the universe. We believe Jesus is the Son of God. We believe Jesus saved us from our sins." But we don't come to understand why those things are important. We know. Well, I, I know this is wise, but we don't understand why it's wise. Mm-hmm. It's because we've, we're not coming to know the Holy One. The more I come to know my wife Jill the more I understand why she does the things she does. You know, the same with any person. So the more we come to, to know the Holy One, Jesus, who is, the, is our, our best understanding of who God is. If You've seen me, you've seen the Father, he says. Um, the more we come to know Jesus and make knowing Jesus the ultimate value of our life, the more we understand the Holy One and the more... We understand how God has made the universe etc 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 practically speaking how do you do that it's it, it's you know the it's like practically speaking how do I do that with Jill um, you know I talk to her I spend time with her I listen to her I value her in the way I I organize my life mm-hmm. the integrity of my life is all about um, the fact that I want to know her more Mm -hmm. and the same is true in our home should be true in our homes with the value of coming to know the Holy One who is Christ
0: Mm -hmm. so along the same lines during the sermon you said um, something along the lines of you can't establish a Christian home without understanding the Holy One Christ Jesus and we understand Christ Jesus through his written word and through the body of Christ the church so in a time where so many people are concluding that they don't need the church, what is your argument for why we do need the church? Mm-hmm. Especially confronting this question post-COVID, because, um, yeah, that's it's just a really prominent question of, like, why return to church? Yeah, What's the need?
1: Yeah, and, and so if, if you haven't seen the message, um, I bring up a story in the message. I encourage you to watch the story. I'll bring up another example. Uh, maybe of um, of that um, in a different way. So let me just organize my thoughts here. So um, why do we need why do we need the church? Here's my here's what I'm seeing is the people we people have somehow got it in their heads that all the church is is a dispenser of truthful information. So if you're a Christian. You, you, you say well the church is that which gives truthful information or they do their very best <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know they, they give helpful tips on life and so forth and so if that's all the church is then there is no reason actually to come right. because you can watch it online and or um, you can just uh, you can find any number of videos uh, or books to read or podcasts or, they're gonna give you helpful truthful information mm-hmm. okay if that's all the church is um, but that's not all. The church is right. um, the church is um, people doing life together in a way that makes them holy by basically bumping into each other in the name of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give this example. Um, I used this years ago in a store in a, a sermon here. Um, so the story goes uh, real quick. Um, I'll turn. Right. Okay. My my dad in the 1960s. My mom and dad uh, went to my little the little Covenant Church that I grew up in in Phoenix, and um, my dad invited uh, in the this is in like 1965. Okay, uh, my dad invited a gentleman who was uh, a, a prominent figure in the in the NAACP mm-hmm. in Arizona, and okay. it, uh, after American guy, he, my dad invited him to speak at the church, and uh, this is you know right in the heart of the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. and um, so with this gentleman comes, and um, he is provocative in what he says uh, at the church, to the extent that we were, were very angry, and the leadership of the church um, had a special meeting to decide whether my parents. Should be asked to leave the church, wow, yeah and, um, and my my dad and my mom actually uh they lived in in what was what was the parsonage of the church hmm. um and my dad was like the janitor and he he taught at a local um christian high school and uh so as the story goes my my dad went to one one of his mentors in the church and 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 was like, "Is this really happening?" And and this guy, whom he really is respected and loved, and who loved my dad, said, "Yeah, Wayne, it probably would be best if you leave."
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. So these days, what would this happen? Would also
0: entail leaving the parsonage, correct? Like- well,
1: yeah. I mean, it probably probably yeah, it's like leaving the whole yeah. deal, you yeah. know. And so uh, these days, you know, if if a pastor or something happens, you know, at a church like that, we're like. I've canceled that church, you know, and I'm just, I'm moving on or so forth. And what what happened though was, is amazing. Um, My mom and dad said, we're not going to (laughs)
0: leave.
1: And, and they, so they stayed and everyone had to live (laughs) with the uncomfortable nature of the fact that they were mad at my parents, my dad, especially. And my parents were really hurt by the church, but everyone said, "We're still going to try to make this work." Mm-hmm. and eventually, grace prevailed and, and truth prevailed, and uh, feelings were um, you know dealt with and and that's the church I grew up with. I hadn't been born yet, yeah and so you know, they then my parents then spend the next eighteen uh, years of even more than that uh, of their adult life uh, raising my sister and me at that church, and that's you know that's why the church is important. Yeah. It's um, it's having to do life with people you'd like to change, but you have no power to change, <laughs> and God has made you both. Image bearers, and together in the journey, you become more and more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things I said on Sunday was, uh, we become more holy by having to put up with each other, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and that's true. Yeah, I don't and know. and you don't get that if if you're just yeah. uh, watching online. And, and, and please hear me. If you just are able if you're only able to watch online right now, I get it. Okay? And I'm I'm glad that we can do this. Mm -hmm. But I also want to raise the value that we have to be together when when we can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One just I I love that example of like just we're sticking through this. Like it's better to work through a problem Mm -hmm. than to just have the problem and split and go a different way. Yeah. Your parents they stayed at that church. And you had to learn to work through
1: it right i i am yeah yeah I, and you know the thing that breaks my heart uh, truly and it breaks the heart it breaks the heart of the staff you know when we have people that, that relationships with but you just disappear yeah. and i and and it's because, yeah well and what we do is so relational yeah it's designed you know yeah. christianity is nothing but relational yep. love god love others and so we do that and then to have when people just disappear i'm like
0: oh. was it something i said <laughs> right yeah yeah
1: and, well, yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll hit some of that this day i think yeah. um in creating a, a a home where you always are loved yeah you know
0: so then another piece of uh the verse that is we're talking about is the end of the verse that says by knowledge the rooms are filled with all and pleasant riches. So, what's the difference between knowledge and understanding? Mm-hmm. Why and why is knowledge important to filling a safe home?
1: Yeah. So we talked about how understanding is—you understand something when you can kind of break it down and then make decisions with what you've come to learn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, once I understand that two plus two equals four, that understanding of that helps me make decisions about, well, if I need uh, three things and one more to fit in something that has four placeholders, you know, or something like that, I have some understanding that's and that's helpful. Knowledge in the scriptures, though, is always experiential knowledge, especially when we talk about knowledge of God. We're talking about not just knowing things about God, we're talking about an experience with God and um and that is you know one of the that's that's why Christ came, and so we would have an experiential knowledge of God um, it my uh, one of the guys who disciples me um, you know talks about how whenever we come to the scriptures, we are having an experience with God mm-hmm. because God is always present uh, as we are encountering his word, and so I'm. I grow in knowledge, experiential knowing of God, in coming to know You, and having uh, to know God's and getting to know God's Word. Um, I have experiential knowledge as I come to know God through His His created order, mm-hmm. um, and. And see the, all these things—they—they—they they, they go together. You know, they—they're not like knowledge and wisdom and understanding as these three separate things. They all live together. Yeah. That's, and words are helpful simply in trying to help us discern these things. Um, I love the idea that um, it's these—it's precious. Um, that when you have knowledge, uh, the the rooms are filled with precious. What what is it there?
0: Uh, Precious and pleasant riches. Yeah,
1: precious and pleasant riches. So in in our homes, as we come to experientially know God as families, and as we do this at church, what fills the place is something that's priceless. Mm-hmm. I mean, knowing God is priceless. If I just have, if I just, you know... if all i have are are like equations about god (laughs) uh but no experiential no experience with god Mm -hmm. it's it's why would i why would i care but as i come to know and experience god what fills my life what fills my home what fills my parenting what fills my uh my life as a grandparent as a friend um, you know all these as, as an aunt and an uncle is what fills the home is this priceless stuff that that our, our kids and our family members can't get outside of knowing Christ mm-hmm. and in what I'm talking about that you know so so for Kevin and I to have experiential knowledge together you know just as friends we have to spend time together mm-hmm. And that's that's my fear is uh, Spend w- time with me? <laughs> 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 you know, no, no, no. My, my fear is is uh, We're struggling being intentional about mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to I'm going to intentionally take time uh, to know Christ more mm-hmm. um, You know Jill and I uh, I have Mondays off here at church And so that's for us that's date day Mm -hmm. and it's it's you know uh we spend that day and and everything else gets pushed aside that is an intentional day where we just focus on our marriage and um boy we we have come to know each other you know experientially um not just the other days we do that the other days but you know mondays is a special day We, we we've intentionally carved out time for greater knowledge, mm-hmm. greater knowing. Yeah.
0: So, and I want you to check this kind of comparison of knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. Is knowledge kind of like a resource and understanding is knowing what to do with that resource?
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, as I come to understand Christ more, um, I am... One, I have precious riches and priceless things in my life, in my home. But I also, as I come to understand Christ more, I, I know what to do. You know, it's go back to when you know who you are, you know what to do. Yeah. Um, when I know who Christ is and that uh, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. When I know, when I understand that, then I know how to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about it, if, if you don't know, if you don't understand that Jesus is Lord, that everything has been been made by Jesus, through Jesus and for Jesus, um, that your body exists for Christ, is a temple of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know, if you don't understand these things and don't know have knowledge of them in knowing Christ, then you're gonna make ethical decisions. Your kids are gonna make ethical decisions in what i call shoot from the hip living you know it's just like well you know uh you 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 just you're just hoping you're making the right decision or you're making decisions based simply on what culture is telling you is correct right and you know the, the the culture's opinions on what is correct is is like the waves of the sea
0: yeah constantly fluctuating yeah so we've talked a lot now about how um how to make a safe home a biblically safe home that's rooted in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, how might God? Because I mean, we also have to recognize that um, many of us, on some level, have experienced an unsafe home, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. can look like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, how might God help us heal our experiences of mm-hmm. unsafe homes, whether it's way in the past, or more mm-hmm. recent, or ongoing?
1: That's an interesting question. You know. Um, I, uh, I think about my kids. So I grew up in a really safe home. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids spent most of their childhood, they'd say, in a safe home. And I talked to my daughter, actually, one of my daughters, about this this week, um, this last week. Um, but when, when she was in high school, my twins were in high school, uh, we confronted the fact that the woman who was my wife at the time, my ex-wife, um, was an alcoholic, and any of you who have a family member who's an addict knows that that is a chaos situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about the chaos of it in in twelve step programs, and and so home for well, home wasn't safe for us for any of us. Yeah, you know, I yeah, it was really really hard, and. As I think about, you know what what's gonna bring healing, mm-hmm. um, to my kids especially as they think about home, um, it it, it goes actually back to where we started. Mm-hmm. It really does. I it uh it it comes, it, you know. There's no I I'm I have a therapist. You know I I appreciate. The the great work that a a good therapist can do in guiding us through our lives, and and my kids have been greatly helped by people in in the mental health profession, um, but it's not going to be enough. Right. Ultimately, um, understanding that there is a wisdom that has made this world, there, there's a reason why it wasn't safe, yeah. because some someone within the home, and we were all up guilty of it at times. We were operating against the grain of the way God had ordered things, and we had, we there was a there there happened to be in times disrespect for the way God ordered things and so we we you know in codependent relationships, we end up um, not uh moving according to god's wisdom and trusting god and and then um I think it is understanding the the wisdom God has made the the world and the universe and each human being and then um, coming to understand how God put things together and why Christ is is Lord and King and then coming to it is coming to know Christ that all things are healed all things are redeemed only by Christ Mm -hmm. and in Christ and so I would say I'll go back to where we started that it, it It goes back to worship Mm -hmm. Um, and worship is 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 the most beautiful thing Um, and in worship you know I put it in the context of ascribing ultimate value and worth yeah but I think I think the good (laughs) Lord would say Kendall come on now (laughs) what's the greatest commandment Brad loving God is the greatest commandment and loving others and so it is it is in my loving God, and my worship, and my love for God, that I come to forgive myself, any part I had in in being in an unsafe home, mm-hmm. and forgiving any part uh, a- anyone else who was a part of that unsafe home. So it's really in the two greatest commandments, and the, and those two greatest commandments can't be separated from God's wisdom or from worship, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, Christ is the center. Christ is the center of all healing, and it is knowing Him that we we find that experience. Absolutely. No. Yeah.
0: Well, that kind of concludes the questions that I have. Are there any other last pieces that you want to unpack? Or
1: no, I'll just say I, I I would encourage everyone to be part of uh, the next um, couple weeks. We have uh, let's see. No, three more weeks. Three more weeks in the series. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to hit um, uh, a home where you're loved always, a home where you discover you're called and capable, Mm -hmm. and a home uh, where you discover uh, you have responsibility Mm -hmm. for your actions. And um, that's all part of God's wisdom. And so I look forward to how that's all going to be uh, unpacked. Sounds good. Yeah.
0: Well, thank Thank you very much for uh, joining us today. Um, And as always, again, like I said, please let me know if you have any questions or comments or other topics that you want us to delve into in the podcast. We're, We're always looking at your suggestions to do that. My email address is in the description of the episode. So thank you, Pastor Brad, for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you all for listening or for watching, and have a wonderful and blessed day.
1: See ya.